Explores the Retail Podcast. My name is Michael LeBlanc, and I am your host. This podcast is produced in conjunction with Retail Council of Canada. Welcome to a special RCC Retail HR Conference bonus episode. These bonus episodes will introduce you to a few retail thought leaders and change makers speaking at Canada's only conference for retail human resource professionals, April 20th at the International Centre in Mississauga. A packed full day of discussion and learning on today's most pressing HR issues, on this episode, I welcome back onto the mic my good friend and colleague, Kevin Graff, president of Graff Retail. Kevin is both emceeing the RCC HR Retail Conference and moderating an excellent panel on the main stage. I couldn't pass up the opportunity to tap into his wisdom and vast experience training frontline retail teams to discover what success looks like for retailers in their stores in 2023. Let's listen in now. Kevin Graff, my friend, welcome back to the Voice Retail Podcast. How are you doing this afternoon? Uh, Michael, there is no better place to be than on a <laughs> podcast with you. So it's a, it's a good day to say the least. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to, I don't think, it's been a little bit since we've seen each other, but it's great to hear your voice. We see each other virtually uh, in all kinds of things pertaining to, for example, Retail Council of Canada, which brings us together briefly today. We're here talking about the Retail HR Conference coming up, and you are emceeing the conference, and you are also moderating what looks like a fantastic panel. So I just wanted to give the listeners kind of a, a hint of what's to come. Let's start here. Let's not assume, uh, though I can't imagine it, that many people don't know who you are. You're a fellow uh, retail influencer with me in the TRI, as we call it, the top retail influencer. So you're, mm-hmm. you have a global presence, Canadian Thanks. presence. Uh, you're a legend. <laughs> in my own mind. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So tell us a bit about who you are uh, and what you do for a living. Yeah. Well, I run, as uh, you know, and I'm thinking a number of your listeners might know, Graph Retail. So we, we've we been doing this for 30 plus years. We do training and consulting work with different retail chains that, you know, run the gamut from, you know, liquor to you know, hardware to clothing. You know, if I say this to people all the time, if you're running brick and mortar and you've got staff, that's probably where we're going to be doing some work together on that side. And, you know, it's interesting, Michael, because you, you go through all these evolutions in business, right? In the first period of time that, you know, you're in business for the first number of years, you're just chasing the dollar, right? Because that's, you're just trying sure. to like run a business and yeah. be successful with it. Um, and we've been, you know, the retail community has been so good to us. Uh, we've had a really good run of it. And over the past, I, I'll say probably five years, we've we've gone through sort of not changing what we do, but a better focus on, you know, why we do what we do, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's interesting. I say to my clients all the time, you know, Listen, my first objective when I work for them, and they always get a little frustrated or look frustrated or concerned, I go, my first objective is not to drive your revenue. Mm. And they, they kind of look at me like, hold, hold on. Really? I go, no. And I said, my, my, and my first objective isn't to improve your customer experience either. And they kind of look at me sideways again. And I go, but my first objective will always be to improve the quality of the staff experience. Hmm. Because if we can improve the quality of the staff experience, make them more successful at work, we know that they're going to have better lives outside of work, hmm. right? That, that confidence, that self-esteem goes with them back home, back to their neighborhoods, back to their communities. They've just become more successful. We also know that that customer experience is never going to go up. Unless the staff experience improves. If staff aren't happy, the customers are never going to be happy. And if the customers aren't happy, revenue is not going anywhere either. 
And so we chase it right back to the very beginning. And so it, it gives us a great, greater sense of purpose. And I think the message for staff, it's certainly the right message. And it, it resonates very well out there in the community. I think it's the most important thing that we do and that retailers are doing with their staff right now. And so having said all that, Michael, you know, we do sales train, develop sales training programs for mm-hmm. clients, management training programs for clients, and we do a ton of district manager training as well. So I, I just want to touch base. I can't um, miss the opportunity to have someone of your experience and what you do for a living on the mic to talk about, a little bit about before we get into talking about the retail HR, but they're connected. When I talk to retailers uh, from coast to coast, you know, back when we were during the pandemic era, it was supply chain, that was the number one concern, the number one thing right. you just couldn't get your arms around. And it was, a, you know, it was a big, big, big deal. That's really simmered down now. But what seems to be at the forefront, and it could be for years, is both the challenges in, in acquiring talent and keeping talent. Are you hearing the same things from the retail community? That Yeah, you know? absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's easing a little bit. And I don't know if it's easing because, you know, there's just more staff back out in the uh, marketplace mm-hmm. or people are just getting used to working with less staff. No, but here's, here, here's my advice to my clients first and foremost when they say, you know, Graf, we just can't find anybody. Mm-hmm. Well, I say, well, listen, if I was in your chair, the very first thing I would do is if I can't find anybody, my first strategy is going to be stop losing people. Mm-hmm. Like once you get them, you, you got to keep them, mm-hmm. right? And I don't need them to stay forever. Like if I can get an employee to stay on average for six months longer, that cuts my staff turnover rate by 50%. Mm. That means I have to hire 50% fewer people this year. That's how many less interviews how many less hours spent trying to onboard somebody, which is unbelievably expensive, you know? So, so how do you get them to stay longer? Right. You know, be a, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. And if I encompass that all into the topic that we talked about earlier, just create a way better staff experience, mm-hmm. right? Be better leaders, better managers, give them better pay, create a better store environment, make it more engaging, give them opportunities to get involved. All these things create an environment where somebody's just going to stay with you longer, but it doesn't just happen, right? It's not, it's not organic. These are very, very tactical moves that retailers have to make to create the types of environments mm-hmm. that employees really want to come to every day. Very, very purposeful. Uh, and not, not what I sometimes describe as performative. Don't act like you want people to stay, but actually put in meaningful programs that really you know, get right back to the core of your vision really is to make the employee's life better in overall. And then they make everyone's life better and they stay longer and the customers are happier. You know, it's just a, a big virtuous circle, right? Right. And if you, if you go to the two very cliche statements, let's just talk about that for a second, you know, that, that I tell my clients is I'm going to give you two cliche statements that are still true to this day that we've got to get right. So the first one is no employee has ever quit their company. They don't have ever quit mm. their boss. Mm. Right. Cause you can't, you can't, you, you can't quit the Bay. The Bay is a cold inanimate object, right? It's a mm. corporate being. What are you quitting? You're, you're, you're quitting your department manager, mm. your store manager, whatever the case happens to be, because they're not the right manager. So you go, okay, so what are you going to do about it? Well, we're going to create better managers. We're going to create better leaders, right. For our people to be able to work with. That's, that's one, mm-hmm. you know, and then the other cliche thing, and, but it's so true. People don't tend to quit when they're winning. Hmm. 
Interesting. They don't quit when they're winning. They quit when it's not going right. So mm-hmm. you go, okay, so what do I do to make them win? Well, you better give them the training, the coaching, the skill development, right? So that they have the chance to be able to win. Because mm-hmm. if they're going to win, they're going to stay with you longer. Now, there's more to it. But if you just did those two things, your staff turnover rates start to go down. You get to get on with actually building your brand and building your business because you don't have the turnstile of employees going anymore. So we're here to talk about, and this is going to be the subject, I'm sure, the entire day on April 20th. Uh, I can't think of a better timing for a conference such as this. It's always interesting, but I think it's super interesting. Now, you're going to be uh, hosting the uh, emceeing as you are uh, such an amazing emcee, but you're also going to be uh, moderating a panel with uh, some fantastic HR leaders. Tell us and the folks a little bit about that so they have uh, an idea of what to look forward to. Yeah, well, the whole day, Michael, the, the, the agenda, the, the organizing committee, I, I will tell you, um, has pulled together, I, I think it's just an amazing agenda. I think it, it just touches on all the key issues that HR leaders are talking about today. Like, it's it's really good. Like, it's very, very focused. And and the session that, you know, it's right at the end of the day, I get, I, I get, I get the chance to actually moderate a session. So instead of just going up for two minutes and introducing somebody and then coming back up and yeah, bang yeah. them, I actually yeah, get yeah. to sit down. Very good with... choice by RCC. Very good choice by RCC. I think there's a lot of people I know when I sit and watch you, for example, moderate, or not uh, moderate, but MC store, they're like, I wish, I wish Ken was on the stage to ask the questions because I bet he could really nail that question. So, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. Well, that's a high compliment from you because I've always said, you know, outside of doing podcasts, your superpower is, you know, moderating sessions. You know how to, you know how to ask good questions of people and engage them in it. But the, the, I've got two individuals up there, uh, one of which I know because I've worked with her before on stage. Uh, the other I don't, but by reputation is nothing short of amazing. I've got Tanya Fratangeli from Ikea just a model HR leader, not manager, leader. And then I've got Alex Snelling from McDonald's mm. as well, right? And you take a look at both those environments and how important the staff mm. factor mm. is to the success of those environments. Yep. They're going to be talking about modern HR leadership. Mm. And it's so it's, it's getting us out of the tactical you know, ground level stuff. And it's talking more about, no, no, let's, let's get HR a seat at the table from a leadership perspective Mm -hmm. and thinking about how we're going to lead ourselves heading into the next, not just year, but into the next decade of -hmm. being able to, you know, find the right ideas, tools, and systems to be able to grow and develop talent in the organization. Um, you know, we're really lucky to have uh, a moderator skilled as yourself, because there's a lot of folks in the audience who just will not have the scale and scope and resources of an Ikea or a McDonald's. They'll cherish the lessons, but may not be able to, you know, do the same things in the same way. But that's your your skill, right, is going to be, okay, what are the lessons that everyone can learn from uh, what those folks have to say? Yeah, you know, and, I, and I've got every confidence that uh, T- Tanya and Alex are, are going to deliver a, a relevant message. But, you know, I always bill myself as the world's worst participant. Um, <laughs> and so I never want to be the one that's, you know, sitting out in the audience going, oh, my God, when is this going to be over? This doesn't yeah, fit yeah. me. I don't get anything out yeah, of it. So, yeah, yeah I, I will. I promise you, if you're in the audience, uh, be working very hard to make sure that the content that you're hearing from stage fits your environment. Last uh, quick question for you, and I'm going to frame it in a two starts and one stop. Two things retailers should start doing right away 
if they're not doing it, maybe there's some new things coming out of the COVID era. And one thing they should stop doing, maybe it's a common mistake, or maybe it's just something that you observe uh, and you talk to retailers that does, doesn't work anymore. Two starts, one stop. Yeah, okay. Well, it's an interesting question. Interesting question. All right. So let me think. All right. One thing retailers have to start doing, this isn't new, but it, it, it's one of my little pet peeves. Start getting out into your stores. It is an amazing thing to me. And if I gave this to you from the specifics of HR, as an example, we have these people who are responsible for the staff in the stores who never go to the stores Mm -hmm. to to see the people that they're actually responsible for. Or we have people who are making decisions on merchandise strategies based on, you know, data on their screen without actually spending time in their stores, right? For anybody that's a brick and mortar retailer right now, if you haven't realized it now, by now, that execution is so important. You got to get out there. And that kind of leads me to my my second one, uh, because I'm a brick and mortar guy, uh, full confession, is the single greatest differentiator right now between one retailer and another one down the road or across the block isn't price and it isn't product and it's not marketing, it's not store design. It's the quality of the staff interaction that happens every single day between an employee in the store and a customer that walks in. That's the greatest differentiator. Product is product, price is price, marketing is marketing, a cool store design is a cool store design. Retailers, and we're seeing this more and more, it's one of the good things that happened as a result of the pandemic is that, you know, Mm. everybody that had brick and mortar went, oh my God, we better look after our staff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. If we're going to have it, we better, you know, treat them well, train them well, coach them well, pay them better. Like, we, because, well, what else are you going to do? You're trying to run some stores out there. And in a world where, for most retailers, traffic counts are down, you only, if traffic counts are down, you only have one of two ways of being able to maintain or grow your sales. You got to drive up your conversion rate or you have to drive up your average basket. Yeah. Right. That's all that's left for you. So, what are your greatest tools? most immediate tools to be able to drive conversion and average sale. It's not the only thing, but I'll tell you, your staff are going to have more of an impact on it in an immediate way than anything else. So those are my two starts. Uh, The stop. Um, I shot a video on this the other day uh, (laughs) for social media. I love your walk and talks, by the way, if anybody listening hasn't seen them, whether LinkedIn or whatever channels, uh, check them out because they're, they're fun and, and they're super informative. You really, you guys really nail it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. But, you know, the one I talked about the other day, I, I put the title on Stop Chasing All the Shiny Baubles <laughs> out there, you know, and it, it's it's my little, it's not a pet peeve, right? Mm. But, you know, we, Obs- we, more we, an observation, would you say? Yeah, thank you. I think that's a more yeah. politically correct way. One of my observations is, you know, I, I, I watch retailers and my clients like, on a what appears to be a whim, they'll spend without thinking tens and hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes millions of dollars on some new shiny technology type solution. And I'm not poo-pooing any of that. Some of that technology that we're introducing in retail is groundbreaking yeah. and has to be there. But yeah. man, there's some stuff that we do out there. I'm like, oh, okay. So we're going to do that because kind of we have to do it. And then I kind of look at it and I go, but you're starving your stores. You're starving mm-hmm. the staff 
in the stores from the from from the development that they need. And I think there's a world where both of those needs can coexist because you know we've been doing this for a long time. You've been around for a long time. Mm. I know staff starting tomorrow can improve revenue by 5, 10, 15%. And I don't know too many technology solutions that are driving my revenue overnight by 5, 10, and 15%. Yeah, tough, tough to come by. Tough to come right? by, right? Lots and of so promises, that's my, but the reality is, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's my stop. Is it just, just, just stop chasing all the shiny baubles and recognize what it is you've got in front of you that you need to leverage, well, wise advice, uh, Kevin, and I think uh, the uh, listeners who are going to must attend Retail HR are going to hear lots more of that wise advice from you and all your fellow presenters. Now, in the interim, if uh, folks want to get in touch with you, what's the best way? Are you a LinkedIn person? What's the best way to get in touch with you? And the yeah, team? you'll find me no problem at all on LinkedIn under my name, Kevin Graff. You'll also find my company, Graff Retail, is there. Our, graph, uh, our website, graffretail.com, is probably the best place to be able to figure out so what's this graph guy doing these days but yeah you'll find me out there right on right on well thanks for jumping on the mic and joining me look forward to seeing you in person at the show and until then uh, take care safe travels and uh, have a great rest of your day be well my friend thanks for tuning into this episode of the voice of retail if you haven't already be sure and follow on your favorite podcast platform so new episodes will land automatically each week and be sure to check out my other retail industry media properties remarkable retail podcasts with steve dennis and the Global E-Commerce Leaders Podcast. Last but not least, if you're into barbecue, check out my YouTube barbecue show, Last Request Barbecue, with new episodes each and every week. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc, consumer growth consultant, president of Emmy LeBlanc and Company Inc., Maven Media, and keynote speaker. If you're looking for more content or want to chat, follow me on LinkedIn or visit my website at meleblanc.co. Safe travels, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>